Thanks for tuning in to Start With Scripture, a Hesed Heart podcast. I'm your host, Audrey Grove, here to bring you scripture reading and application that can fit into your morning routine and your busy schedule. Learn more at hesedheart.com. Good morning, my friends, and happy Monday. Last week, we finished up Jesus' teaching, and now we're moving forward to the cross. I'll give you fair warning that this week is going to get heavy because we're going to see the story of Jesus suffering for our sins, taking the punishment that was meant for us. So let's dive right in today. We're starting in Matthew chapter 26, verse 1, reading from the ESV. When Jesus had finished all these sayings, he said to his disciples, You know that after two days the Passover is coming, and the Son of Man will be delivered up to be crucified. Again, one of my favorite things about Jesus is that he doesn't sugarcoat Here he's giving the disciples fair warning. In two days, the Son of Man will be delivered up to be crucified. I just wonder what they were possibly thinking. Did they believe him that he would just go and be crucified? Or did they doubt what he was saying was true? Did they question his true meaning? Just a quick reminder about Passover. If you remember back in the Old Testament, when the Israelites were fleeing from Pharaoh in Egypt, God sent plagues. And the last plague was an angel of death coming to kill the firstborn sons. And the Israelites were told to put blood on their doorposts. And if they put that blood on their doorposts, their house would be passed over by the angel of death, and the firstborn son would be saved. We know that on the cross, Jesus ultimately became that Passover blood. When we are covered in the blood of Jesus, God's judgment passes us over because we are clean by the blood of Christ. We are righteous by the blood of Christ. And so the fact that the cross, the crucifixion of Christ happened at the Passover is so beautifully symbolic. He is the Passover lamb. He is the blood of the Passover that causes the angel of death and judgment to pass over us. Then the chief priests and the elders of the people gathered in the palace of the high priest, whose name was Caiaphas, and plotted together in order to arrest Jesus by stealth and kill him. But they said, Not during the feast, lest there be an uproar among the people. Now when Jesus was at Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, now remember Bethany is very, very close to Jerusalem, A woman came up to him with an alabaster flask of very expensive ointment, and she poured it on his head as he reclined at the table. 
And when the disciples saw it, they were indignant, saying, Why this waste? For this could have been sold for a large sum and given to the poor. Well, we know that by pouring this beautiful oil, this beautiful ointment on Jesus' head, that was so symbolic. In the Old Testament, kings were anointed this way. Priests were anointed this way. And Jesus goes on to say, But Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why do you trouble the woman? For she has done a beautiful thing to me. For you always have the poor with you, but you will not always have me. In pouring this ointment on my body, she has done it to prepare me for burial. Truly, I say to you, wherever this gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. And here it is. We're reading it here. The disciples doubted this woman and questioned her, Why this waste? For this could have been sold for a large sum and given to the poor. But Jesus didn't rebuke her. Instead, he praised her. He rejoiced in her decision, saying, She has done a beautiful thing to me. She gave Jesus honor. She honored him with this expensive, lavish gift. Last week on Mindful Monday, we talked about praising God throughout the week. But this week, I'd like to challenge you to be like this woman. She lavishes honor on Jesus. How can you honor God throughout this week? How can you honor him with your resources, your material goods, your finances? How can you honor him through your words? Maybe speaking up that you accomplished something not in your own strength, but in God's. How can you honor him privately in your heart? Perhaps that's journaling, writing out praises to God. Maybe that's making a list, similar to a pro and a con list, but instead of that, you write your shortfalls, your shortcomings, where you fall short on one side, and on the other side, you write down God's strength. Those are just a couple of ideas, but how can you honor God this week? If you have other ideas or if you are creative and come up with other ways to honor God or if he places an opportunity in front of you to lavish honor on him in his name, please let me know. Shoot me over an email. Reach out to me on social media. I would love to hear how you have honored God this week. For she has done a beautiful thing to me. 
For you always have the poor with you, but you will not always have me. In pouring this ointment on my body, she has done it to prepare me for burial. Truly, I say to you, wherever this gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. How can you honor God this week? I will see you tomorrow morning. I am so proud of you for starting with scripture. If you enjoy these free podcasts, please consider contributing to the ministry at Hesed Heart. You can do this through the Anchor app or by visiting hesedheart.com slash give. You can also visit hesedheart.com for even more resources, including faith-based yoga and Bible-based meditations.